make up too much for day wear, by the way? Never. Oh, thanks. I would say it's not enough. Oh, okay. I, I mean, the gonna... eyes are great, but then... I kind of gave up from the nose down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it is not balanced. You just have shiny flesh tone lips. <laughs> that sounds so gross. <laughs> well, you have like purple eyeshadow. I think you need like a... A bold lip. A bold lip. See, that's um. there's some different uh, theories towards that. Oh my God, we're having this problem again. What? Where we have this like, this one overactive ambulance driver. <laughs> and I think it's the same guy who like is an aspiring DJ. So he like, I don't know, he really tries to mix it up. Anyway, um, there are a few theories to that, which I learned from Kevin O'Quan. A few theories for... I don't know how to pronounce his name. He's like a very famous makeup artist. From On the, YouTube? No, from the 90s. Who, oh. oh. I think he died in the late 90s or something, but he was a he was a big like stylist to the stars and stuff. <laughs> and he has these amazing books where he makes over different celebrities as other celebrities mm-hmm. and he makes over like random people his, his, the most endearing thing is like when he just like ha- finds like normals he's like this lady is like i saw her like you know at the mall and i thought that she was just stunning and then like he you know does this like makeover face and it's yep. like it's like crazy um but he he styles like different celebrities as other celebrities so there's like this photo of martha stewart st- styled as veronica lake and um like uh, like Gwyneth Paltrow as James Dean or something like that. Okay. Anyway, um, but like Tori Amos is one of his muses. And anyway, so he has these theories that you can go either heavy on the eyes and light on the lips, or, or vice versa, he- or or vice versa, or you can go heavy, heavy. So that's you not know. even a theory. That's no, just no, a fact. Just, it's just yeah. It's just well, <laughs> just, it's, a, it's not a theory. It's an approach. Different approaches, I should say. So. But that's just every approach. <laughs> either top, bottom, or both. Yeah, whatever. That's like anyway, not a, an approach. No, I know, but I'm just saying that my approach today was heavy on the eyes, light on the lips, but whatever. I think... I can I, always revisit. I mean, I think you look beautiful, whatever you do. Oh, thank you. Uh, anyway, this is not so, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> who says? Who says? <laughs> This is Don't Think Twice. An unfiltered podcast where we trust our instincts and learn that life is only as good as the company you keep. We have, um, my family has this old family friend who um, we've known for years and years and years. And she uh, is 95 years old. She's in very poor health this year. Um, and uh, we just recently received word that she went into hospice. Um, I haven't heard much news about it in the in the past week or so, so I'm not really mm-hmm. sure what the status is. But um, it sort of got uh, me and my my actually my whole immediate family sort of um, going down memory lane a little bit. Yeah. And um, the thing that it got me thinking about was about like the things that make up like your the legend of your family yeah you know and everybody has those things like and they could be something really small like like my sister when she was testing to skip um out of kindergarten like told like this this is a story that gets told like often Mm -hmm. where um she was like do you know what sperm is because my dad's a reproductive (laughs) biologist to the to the woman and then like and then they proceeded to have this long conversation about this and then like they come out of the testing room and the woman's like yeah you know 
think she's ready for first grade. <laughs> <laughs> she's weird, but she's ready for first grade. <laughs> so like things like that or like um, the time that my mom, who doesn't know how to swim, by the way, mm. and neither of my parents even, like my dad actually can't float. That's a weird, a weird fact about him. That He's very dense. True. He sinks. It's weird. He's a witch probably. He's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, but he, but my, like my mom one time, they went whitewater rafting, like, uh, and I think it was like on the Rio Grande or something, like it was somewhere or maybe not but maybe Pretty somewhere in Oregon they rough yeah they went whitewater rafting and then at the end people were like really triumphantly like jumping off the, the raft in celebration and my mom like caught up in the em- <laughs> the emotion of the, the moment the spirit got her yep she just leaped into the water and I mean they're all wearing life vests but then she just starts bobbing away <laughs> like down the river and someone had to jump in and save her <laughs> that runs in the family because that happened to you last year two years ago in Cape Cod I mean you know how to swim I but you did get pulled away by the current. Yeah, I, well, sometimes, you, well, sometimes we get overcome with emotions. We get really caught up in the joy of a moment. The it's one of the best qualities about you. Yeah, you know, sometimes it just really gets Start taken away. the joy of the moment. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so these are like these moments where those, those are like the kind of stories that mm-hmm. get told over and over again and sort of become like the narrative of what your family is. And um, so this family friend, um, I, I just thought I'd share one like the formative anecdote, um, which is that my parents, uh, this is before I was even born. So that this is how much of a story, this story gets retold. I I mean, friendship goes. Yeah. It goes very, very far back. Um, So my parents were in East Lansing, Michigan, and they, my dad had got a job at uh, the primate research center in Oregon, Beaverton, Oregon. And so they packed up their pea green Buick Mm. and (laughs) um, got on the road with my sister, who is probably, I don't know, she, it was probably like, uh, God, 80, 1982 or something like that, 81, maybe even, uh, so she was very, very little, like a toddler, and, um, they were on the road, and they predicted all these, like, really terrible snowstorms, and these are two people from India, um, (laughs) who have experienced snow now in East Lansing, so they, they know what it is, but they, you know, winter driving is, like, a thing that's not, like, really a known skill, (laughs) um, so anyway, so he's calling, um, calling the office that he's supposed to start on Monday morning, and all worried because they're stuck, you know, somewhere in, the middle of nowhere and this kindly lady answers the phone (laughs) um and this is like the secretary for the for the um, primate the primate research center and her name is jean and she's and she has never met my parents before but she's very concerned Mm. very concerned and she's like here's what you need to do you need to pull over you need to put yourself in a hotel and don't leave until it stops snowing like don't leave until the roads are clear she's like I'll tell you what, VJ. I have no authority around here, <laughs> but I'm telling you, you need to do that. Be safe, and I will take care of telling these people that you're like you're gonna get here when you get here. Uh, <laughs> so she had like not met them ever, and like already loved them. Oh. And um, so my dad was told, was reminiscing about the story when when we were talking about Jean's uh, recent turn in her health. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then after they then did finally did get to Oregon and then they met, it was definitely like a love at first sight situation. Yeah. And she, you know, took, took our family under her wing and, um, knowing that, you know, we're new to the area and my parents were sem- semi new to the country a yeah. few years in. And, um, so she, knowing that we would have nowhere to go on like all the American holidays, we spent, um, Thanksgiving, Easter, like Christmas oh. with their family, 
um, all throughout my childhood and they, they didn't have um, young child, like young children in the house. Um, but they would organize like Easter egg hunts and like Easter bonnet making and all these things. And like, um, anyway, so it was a huge part of like the fabric of our, of my childhood. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. So, so I guess the, the, the larger coda to that that I was thinking about <laughs> was also just like in the, not that there needs to be a moral to it. That was just the story. Right, but, no. um, but I was also just thinking about like, you know, the, the state of the world right now yeah. kind of thing. And like, that is just like, like that, you know, that's like what a person should be like and what American should be like <laughs> that. She's like, yeah, it's like an, it's a group hug policy <laughs> towards like things like these new immigrants. Like we're going to like come it's celebrate tainted. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Come celebrate like, you know, yeah. with us. Like, I don't know. So anyway, so I, w- I was wondering, I want to ask you if you had any, sort of um family lore family, type things i to mean share. we all do right yeah um or if you can think of any off the top of your head uh well the first one that comes to mind is a story that happened before i was born way before i was born um and was very confusing to me and for many years um but it's called i don't know how to, i'm a terrible storyteller so i'll try <laughs> to like make this short <laughs> but all growing up uh, whenever anyone in the family, and this is on my mom's side of the family, is is talking about something. You know when you're in a big family situation, people are talking over top of each other, and then someone's in the room next door, and they're like, come in like midway through a conversation, the and conversation. then they want to like, and then they keep asking questions because they weren't in the first part of the conversation. And so, and you don't want to stop and like fill them in. It's like, sorry, dude, you weren't here for the first part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. So growing up, everyone would just say Mary Kennicott. I thought it was a term for many years. Wait, so so sorry. Wait, to, to clarify, to say, like if if I were having conversation, somebody else comes in and they're like, "Hey, what are you talking about? What did that person yeah. do?" You would just say, "Mary Kennicott," meaning stay out of it. It's yes, too long. It, we're to, too far in. We're too, we can't backtrack. And everyone knew what that meant. Was like, okay. Oh, okay. So then they would. You accept it. And yes. Move on. Okay. So I thought that meant something. I thought it was like a French term. This is actually really useful. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was a thing. Well, it turns out it's not a thing. Well, Mary Kennicott was a. Uh, 1970s mid 70s soap opera actress (laughs) and the story stems from my mom and her two siblings were in the backseat of a car during a road trip and my grandfather has had poor hearing forever and this was before he had hearing aids and he was in the front seat and my mom was telling was back then because apparently in the 70s everyone was into soap operas and there was something happening with mary kennicott and her storyline and it was really (laughs) dramatic and my granddad kept like huh what what are you talking about what (laughs) and then my mom is a little bit of a dramatic a drama queen <laughs> and so just like yells at the top of her lungs like Mary Kennicott fucking Mary Kennicott so then that's from that day to this it just became a, that's amazing became a, so is that still a thing do people still use that in your family yeah yeah that's amazing well some of why it was confusing because no one filled me in for years on why it was even a, well that's a prime example of Mary Kennicott the story was too long <laughs> was to fill you in long. like just accept that this is a but, term and move on it's yeah. brilliant yeah let's make that happen <laughs> I think we got to bring it around and spread it around. Yeah, so that's one of them. But we all have them. Yeah. I'm trying to think of any more. Well, I was thinking about um, acts of kindness, the the story that you once told me about your family friend, your mom's best friend. Oh, Um, yes. Speaking of just like acts of kindness from like your chosen family. Well, that was sweet. So 
This was back in the early 1992, actually, to be exact. I was mm-hmm. six years old, and it was the winter of 92, December of 1992, when the MTV Music Awards used to be held at the end of the year. Which coincided, logical, right? yeah, which coincided with our family's annual Christmas party. And this is on my dad's side of the family in Atlanta. And so it was on a Saturday night, and we were, had to go. Uh, and I realized that week that it there was coincided a with the MTV Music Awards, which was going to have Prince performing, which was very important for me to see Prince. And so I... This is a major, major like, yeah, occasion. This is a case. I, I, I needed to see it. I wasn't... I couldn't stay home. My mom wouldn't let me. I begged her to stay home. She's like, no, we have to go to the, the Christmas party. <laughs> At age six, you were like, mom, I have to stay but home by myself yeah. so that I can see Prince on TV. But we went to this damn Christmas party, and um, I was sad about it. And this is, uh, you know, 1992. You don't have, we didn't have a VCR. DVR was not Long a thing. Way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you missed it, you missed it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I went to the Christmas party. I was so sad about it. Um, but then the next day or the next week, the next few days after the Christmas party, you're still in mourning. I'm still in. I, it's just it's weighing heavy on the heart. <laughs> and, um, but my mom had called her friend Kay. I uh, didn't tell me about it, but called my friend Kay and said and told her about the situation. And Kay had a VCR that could record, and she was very sweet, and she recorded it the whole thing. This is when you actually had to keep it on, like the television on, mm-hmm. and she recorded the whole three-hour MTV Music Awards, and then my mom took me over there and surprised me with the tape. Oh, my God. Were you so sweet. excited? It was very sweet. <laughs> and I kept that tape until I graduated high school. Oh, that my tape. God. Watched that tape a lot. That's really cute. Yeah. That's really cute. Yeah. Oh, did you get rid of it finally? Well, well I mean, you know, it's, since then, anymore? we've, you know, my mom moved several times, and I can't yeah. imagine that the 1992 Arsenio Hall-hosted Video Music Awards... <laughs> <laughs> you know was of a priority that's like a small thing that well yes she did have to watch the whole thing to yeah. record it but like the fact that that's something that you remember like 25 years later yeah. is i mean i don't know that's super super sweet it's one of those small acts that like means a lot means a lot yeah, yeah. I need, I need some, some new, new stuff too. Stuff in the rotation, and I think we've we like have both struggled with like how to find it. Yeah. So I was. I People was, know. Um, let us. Yeah, know. I was reading this thing about about SoundCloud. I mean, there's been a lot of stuff about SoundCloud recently because uh-huh. they've been going through financial straits. Have they? Yeah, yeah, and they were like recently saved from having to close down by this huge like venture capital like thing of like. 170 million dollars um because people were so upset that it was going to shut down because it was like this is like it's a community yeah so the question like is like i mean it's a community but it's a community that's not making any money right um and they haven't figured out how to they haven't figured out how to monetize it quite yet i think (laughs) um i don't know exactly the ins and outs but um but it's one of those places where there's actual content creation happening uh-huh. there as opposed to on a Spotify or, or like whatever where it's just, you know, a streaming service that's licensing music from the major labels. And um, 
And interestingly, that's really hard to monetize too because the more listeners you have, especially if it's on a free version, the more listeners you have, you still have to pay more. Like each person is still, like you're not lowering your costs by increasing your base. Yeah. You have to pay basically more for the more listeners that there are to yeah. the labels. So how can you possibly scale that like, like a regular business? You have to think about it totally differently, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't like again. I'm not. I'm not. A, uh, I don't know, know much about this, the, yeah. yeah the business world. But like to me, that presents a really basic level problem of like how do you monetize it if you can't um, make more money necessarily? You can't increase your pro- your margin by increasing your your user base. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, I don't know why I started talking about SoundCloud. Yeah, there was a reason I started talking about content SoundCloud. creation, like where you find like new artists or oh. where you find. Yeah, maybe it was something about... Oh, yes. It was about um, about passive listening versus active listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason that, like, that people tend to like Pandora or, like... There's, like, a bunch of other things like that um, where, essentially, they're creating... It's radio. Yeah, it's, like, it's radio. It's basically, it's radio. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, like, even on Spotify that people don't want to necessarily... Like, there's maybe 25% of their time they spend actually making playlists and, mm-hmm. like, making music for specific things. Um, you know, which I think you and I do quite, uh, quite a lot with and maybe more than the average user because it sounds like um, that, like, generally, in the general population, like, 75% of, of the use, on even on a Spotify or even an on-demand music service like is people wanting playlist yes that someone else wanting put somebody else's uh content right something that they don't have to think about or that they don't know what's coming next this reminds me of um were you gonna say something else no 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 i just i just thought this was interesting yeah. I, I this uh so when i listen i listen to the radio when i work often mm-hmm. um um and which stations do you like so in the morning i'll listen to um an npr station um just to kind of get the news um mm-hmm. i'll listen to kcrw yep out of LA, la and then kexp out of seattle um so those are two good ones this past month kexp did this thing i listened almost every day mm-hmm. because kexp did a series um, dedicated to past radio stations that have that are now debunked oh that's amazing across the country yeah well there aren't that many independent radio stations that are left and it's funny that we're all sort of listening to those considering Mm -hmm. that so basically clear channel or like whatever Mm -hmm. all those sorts of conglomerates radio i heard radio like are dominating with the same playlist that you that's a predictable playlist Whereas it's like what people actually want is more of that passive thing for somebody else to like curate it Put for them. And there's like more, there. yeah, and there's more surprise to it. There's more like new, like interest to it when yeah. it's something that's independent. So there's one in um, Jersey, whatever the New York one that's really, I mm-hmm. can't remember what it what it is. The call numbers, I don't. Yeah. And then there's one out of Austin that's pretty good. But yep. like there's not that many. There's like only a half dozen that I yeah. can think of. Anyway, sorry, go so, ahead. So, well, KXP did this thing, and, and so every day they would highlight a new station. So they would tell you the history of the station, how it came this to be, awesome. <laughs> the evolution of it. There, Then they would interview, like, a disc jockey that, that was there the, or, or a couple of people and, you know, their philosophy and how they kind of went against the grain. And, you know, there was everything from, like, punk stations to, to hip-hop and R&B stations. And, and then... Those old those DJs would 
curate a playlist. Oh my god, I love that. Yeah, of, of stuff. And it wasn't always stuff that they played back in the day. It would be like if we were still... If we were on the air today, this the is day, what this we would is be what, doing. This is a kind of... Yeah. That's so cool. So that made for that... I mean, it's the whole month and it just made for like really good radio listening. And mm-hmm. it was that. I was like, you know, there's a lot of talk about radio being dead, which I agree with. I mean... <laughs> As we knew in, it. In that, Yeah. <laughs> Hearing something like KC, KEXP and doing something like that, it was, there was just, there was so much good music played. It was like all of us, I mean, sure, people like different genres of music. People, you know, you open up a Spotify list and some people have, you know, genres that they stick pretty closely to. But by and large, a lot of people like a lot of different things and it like slices across genre. Mm-hmm. And but and radio doesn't thing, reflect right, that as the, much. But the on-demand thing, like it's um, like it takes away that aspect of discovery. Yeah. If you are self-selecting for the thing that you already know that you're gonna like, then it's hard to like stumble across the thing that that, that you're surprised that you like. Yeah. So uh, you know, KEXP, KCRW, the Austin station. There are a few, um, mm-hmm. but you're right. There really aren't a lot. Um, but fortunately you can stream them from, from your computer and... Oh, totally, totally. And I, but like, I love the idea of it being like the DJ controls what's on yes. that hour. Yes. So sometimes when I'm listening to it, it'll be like, I do not like what this person is laying down, you yeah, know? And, yeah, yeah, And they're on for whatever, there are two hours or whatever. So you try go do something else. Yes. And, you know, but at least you know that there's some like spontaneous aspect to it. If you, if you don't like it, then, you know... It, it still means that there's some like thought going into what's yeah. being played. So I think internet radio is it's something that I visit often. There's a groove groove salad, I think it's called <laughs> Groove FM name. or something. Yeah, it's a it's a website that it's commercial free. They have probably 25 channels of different sort of a lot of ambient music. So if you just want mm. just like ambient, Background. some like indie pop. They have a, a yacht rock radio station that just plays like seventies, <laughs> like yeah, um, Oates yeah, 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 and it's like out amazing. of San Francisco. It's like really podunk the website is, but I mean it plays twenty four seven. If you just want something in the background that's like good to listen to, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, every once in a while, I turn to Berlin, Berlin Public Community Radio, radio. Community radio which oh, can play some so really weird stuff sometimes, especially because they're six hours ahead of us. So if you turn it on at like 3 p.m., it's the middle of the night there, right? Or like it, or like 8 p.m. at night here, it's like the middle of the night there. Yeah. And that will be sometimes it's just kind of like soundscapes. It'll just be like people opening and closing doors or like <laughs> zippers, <laughs> or like keys, like opening and closing. So that's kind of weird. But um. But well, other that's times, even way more experimental. Whereas, like the the DJs are doing like mixing; they're yes. actually like mixing stuff. Yeah. So um, I'd encourage people like if you need. I love. I actually really love Berlin Community Radio. That that is a really that's that that's one I haven't listened to in a while. Yeah, I'm glad to be reminded. It of It can that be one. weird, but it sometimes can be really it's very great. rewarding. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. but it's never like the type of thing where you listen to it and you're like, it's it's very different. Like on KEXP, you can you can be like, oh, I like this song. That I'm song. gonna go look up that artist, and that might be something that is like a new discovery for me. Yeah. Berlin Community Radio is like, this is a weird th- moment in time that I will never be able to recreate. <laughs> yes. This is not a song that exists. It came and went. You can't get right, it. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. But that's a, that's its own sort of pleasure. Yeah, and I I think speaking of SoundCloud, I think they put some of their shows on SoundCloud. Oh, they do for for a reference. Oh, cool. I think yeah. at least they used to. Mm-hmm. And then there's a New York jazz station that I listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, the big one. I, the big one. I, yeah. Yeah, and and that one's really great. Mm-hmm. Um, especially at night, they do some really good stuff. And then also like Sunday afternoon stuff is really nice. I've been listening to a lot of um, jazz recently, actually. Hmm. New leaf for you? No, not really. It's like sort of a uh, revisiting. Re- okay. Yeah. yeah. Vocal jazz? Mm-mm. Which is, that's more of a, I guess, a new leaf for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I still need more. I need more things. We need to, like, maybe have a, a shared, like, yeah. new music discovery thing. No, but yesterday was a beautiful day. We've had a string of beautiful days, actually. Really mild, low temperature, low humidity. Well, it's my favorite thing because like it gets cool degrees. enough at night that you, it's a little It's chilly. a little nippy. Yeah. You need like a little long sleeve shirt. So mm-hmm. yesterday I worked from home all day. Um, you know, I'm an introvert. I'm in, I was in kind of one of those moods where I didn't like want to do something necessarily social, but I wanted to get out to get some fresh air. So I packed a bag. Um, and just started walking mm-hmm. because one of the most beautiful things about New York for all of its annoyances is this ability just to walk in any direction. And, I would and say probably the things. most beautiful yeah. thing. So, uh, I walked West, um, and, uh, ended up way down in Red Hook, all the way on the water, mm-hmm. um, a few miles from home. Just had some tunes in my ear. You just kept walking that whole way? You didn't I just walked. Oh, wow. Walked the whole way. I didn't walk inside any shops. Mm-hmm. Nope, just walked. Uh, made my way all the way down to this this uh, sailor. I guess it used to be like a... It's a very well-known bar in the Red Hook called Sunny's. It's been there forever and a day. And... Uh, it has a very interesting history, actually. Yeah. Which... You know, you can do further research on. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up. Sunny's. Uh, named after Sunny. It's kind of a, what is it, like an old sailor bar or something? It seems like it was, a very, yeah, like, back in the day, maybe. Blue collar kind yeah, of place. Like a longshoreman type of hang, but it also has a long history of being like a artsy like, mm-hmm. supporter of, you know, music and art and stuff like that. There was, like, I think, an art studio in the back part of the bar. At oh, some I didn't point. know that. Yeah. Um, anyway, Sonny just recently passed. He and, did. And the bar is like still kind of in limbo. Like it keeps kind of saving itself from the brink. Um, yeah. Well, that area is that area is starting to get really hot. Mm-hmm. Prices have gone up a lot. I don't know if he owns the building or owned the building or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's still it's it's uh, if you're ever out in Red Hook, I would recommend it. I don't know what their hours are. It's kind of they have funky hours, I think. Or they used to. They used to. Yeah. And they might be more regular, but. I got myself a solitary drink there, which um, if you're not into going out either dinner by yourself or a drink by yourself, I think you should really push yourself to do it because it's really great. There are some, I would say you need to resist to get the most out of it. I would resist staying on your phone the whole time. So like put your phone away. I think taking a book to the bar is great. I had a book with me. This is actually such a, a great 
a great activity um and one that i came to only very recently you may remember this when i turned 30 i decided that (laughs) for your birthday on my birthday on on my birthday i decided that, that a thing that someone who's 30 should do is to go to a bar and get mm-hmm. a drink entirely by myself. Not with the intent of, again, not with the phone, not not in the intent of like, I'm meeting somebody here later. That's right. a different type of feeling right. of like, I'm just killing some time until someone meets me here. That's a different type of solitary drink. Yeah. But like just going with the express intent of getting a drink all by yourself without, you know, the crutch of your phone and without like, uh, you know, yeah. Feeling like you're waiting for something. And it's it's really, really, really pleasurable. I don't know why I decided that this was something that was a 30-year-old benchmark. <laughs> but I was like, I need to do this. And I went out and had a great time. And, I, and I, now I, like, I've done it from time to time. And like it's exactly it's perfect for that where um, you you feel like you want to get out of the house and like sort of see other people but right. not necessarily interact with other people. Yeah. And you may. You may interact with other people, but... Um, well, I think that's... You need to be open to it. Um, I mean, unless you don't want to, but having the phone is like the... is a thing that will... Immediately repel that from happening. Right. But I think it also just repels... Like, I've been thinking a lot about how um, the phone... Like, and this is not something I came up with. Just the idea that uh, that like having the phone... Having your phone constantly with you is a way to um like not reflect on anything so if there's any danger that like your mind might wander or like come to something creatively or whatever it's like you're basically nipping that in the bud entirely by just being like oh i don't have anything to do right now with my mind so therefore i will occupy through all the the things on my phone yeah that's why i think they should rename airplane mode into like some other name because it's like it's useful for more than just the airplane like i put my phone on airplane mode when i go on walks like yesterday i turned it on airplane mode on for a while just i just don't want to be bothered with the i just want to like let my mind like enjoy my music let my mind whatever so yeah i feel like i cut myself off from letting my mind wander yeah pretty frequently by by using my phone and and by texting people or reaching out to people idly when i'm when I am just like walking around, mm-hmm. I'll just text people. Just, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so I ended up at this bar, had had my solitary drink, um, which is so great to like sit there, read a little bit. The sun was coming down. The bar faces west, so the, the, the sun just kind of shines in the front of the bar. You can see the boats pulling in and after working the harbor for the day. Um like coast guard i guess i don't know mm, what else mm-hmm. and then uh just kind of looking at the other other people in the bar a little bit although i do have a staring problem so i have to be cognizant of not staring <laughs> at people well I, it's like it's not even like you're leering you're just you're just like slack jaw staring. staring it's a problem mm-hmm. it runs in the family yeah my mom has the same issue <laughs> yeah no and i think you've, you've tried to really edit that recently but like it's it, it's just that's what comes natural to you it does like, and i know that in old age i'm just gonna be just slack jaws staring at people <laughs> just like indiscriminately well, the best part is when you're trying unapologetically to eavesdrop. You're trying to eavesdrop on someone's conversation and you do you eavesdrop with your eyes i can't i can't like, listen without looking i can't listen with my mouth closed either 
<laughs> I only listen with my mouth wide open, staring at you. <laughs> the sound waves it go goes into your in mouth. In my mouth. <laughs> so, you know, it being December, December. What am I saying? September. It being September. <laughs> wow, getting ahead of ourselves. Oof. Well, I'm thinking it being the fall. The fall. So the fall is in the northeast. It's 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 beautiful. I love the fall, um, but it's that first nip of cold that that reminds me of all the precious the few precious weeks we have to still be able to do like walk outside for these long walks Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and really kind of do that kind of thing so i partially i mean i went on the walk yesterday just because i wanted to get some fresh air but this is something that i do in the fall and i would encourage people to do when you have the the weather to do it you know um like Like when i used to work in the city it would be like instead of walking to the closest subway stop to maybe walk across town to a different subway stop. When I had to drive places home in, in Ann Arbor and in Georgia, I would like put the windows down and take a different route mm-hmm. home, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Because when you're in a rut, not that I'm in a rut, but I was just home working all day and I hadn't seen anyone and I hadn't like left my room and my couch and living room. Just like getting out, changing changing it up a little bit. Whether it's like a long walk or a different route home or uh, like just when you have that routine. Totally, totally. Being. Like, did you find that yesterday you like felt like you you did reflect on anything or like you felt like you had some, some good thoughts when you were <laughs> rambling? Not that you have to show well, yeah. you are, but. Yeah, well, one, you have, for me, I just had an appreciation of it's, I mean, it's so easy to go from point A to point B, wherever you are, whether it's getting on the train and going to work and then coming home and you forget about all the things that are in the middle, or if you're in a car, you do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Or even when you're walking, like to optimize your route yes. on Google Maps, and then you take whatever the route the is same that's going to say. route every shortest. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, so I, I didn't take any particular route. I, I was on a street that I don't ever remember being on. Just mm-hmm. So um, just kind of appreciating all the things that are between the places that you end up. Uh, I went, it, it's always fun for me to go walking when people are coming home from work. Because mm-hmm. you just see like all the, <laughs> the people and they're, the days they've had and yeah, some people have had yeah. good days and some people and have clearly not faces, had good right. days you know uh-huh. <laughs> or you see like the kids who are like their parents are picking them up from after school care and they're mm-hmm. just like so chatty about like nothing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i don't know those are kind of just like the thoughts just kind of enjoying the weather enjoying the, the route enjoying the the day It is sort of getting around that time of year where, um, I mean, I love fall. It's actually my favorite season. Although I think being in New York has made me like it a little bit less because because I know What's that coming? it prefaces yeah. um, the time of year I hate the most here. And it re- I really do hate it here. It really dampens my, my spirit quite a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it does. I don't, there's no better way to say it. That's, that's no true. Winner. Yeah. No, that's um, not. The way it is here. Like, uh, but anyway, fall is definitely my favorite. I, I like always feel really invigorated and really like mentally sharp 
uh, like uh, just starting right around this time of the year, the year I feel like really like energized to do things yep. and like plan get plan and get stuff done and especially because August often tends to be like kind of a lay time yep. for that um but like and I think okay another thing is I know this is like really jumping the gun here what but if you remember sort of around this time last year we were thinking about hey what if we started making goals for 2017 yeah and it was something that I had never done before ever. I, I don't know if you had. Uh, not to the way, not to the extent. Well, not to the extent, but um, like I'm, ne- I've never been a, a goal setter yeah. at all. Um, like I'll achieve something that is presented to me, but I would never like lay it out as being like my goal is to do X. Um, and I think you had read an article or something about how it takes typically a few months to, um, sort yeah, of, like. Really thoughtfully, I mean, it said like three months. You should, you should, who, I mean, should, or whatever. Like, whatever. you can but allow three yourself to you like start thinking about months to like really refine your goals mm-hmm. and the steps you're going to take to achieve them and to recognize the goals that you actually want to achieve versus yeah. like the ones that sound good. Yeah. And like, it's interesting how taking sort of a, um, so I don't know. So, for, first of all, reflecting on the 2017 goal process like yeah. we're in the third quarter the fourth quarter third fourth we're still in the third quarter october november december right is fourth quarter yeah that's what i'm but um we're coming up on the fourth quarter yeah 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 so um yeah i think um the the first of all 2017 goal setting has been like remarkable i mean it's really crazy like i i never was a person who set goals like never was a person who was like i need to like visualize the thing yeah and then it'll like write out the steps i'm going to take to get there and yeah and then and then make it happen um and you were checking off your but I, yeah goals, I gotta, I mean, uh, we, we both have yeah. been it's it's really amazing to to um put them down on paper first of all that's mm-hmm. like really important um yeah, like identify the steps. It's it's weird how almost taking this really like business minded approach yep. to like what you want in your personal life, and then we had like quarterly check ins. Yeah, and I we did where we would like go and you know we're, we're pro- coming up on another one soon. Yeah, um, crazily enough, uh, like sit down review what have we like what progress have we made on on certain things where like what are we going to focus on more like in the months ahead or what what goals maybe need to be revisited like either thrown out because they're no longer Mm -hmm. relevant to our lives or they need to be revisited or changed or reworded or something like that um which is like so i would not have previously identified that as being like my personality yeah mine either and it, but it really works and it's all for like and for mostly I think for us like creative goals too like so we have just I mean we have uh, the way we laid it out this year which has been fun is like goals anything ranging from something like you know like one of your goals was to find a signature scent signature mm-hmm. perfume so, so you know so Fun things. Fun things. But it has to be a good mix, right? It has to be a good mix of things that are fun and serious. It has to be a mix of things that are maybe like easily achievable and right. impossible seeming. Right. <laughs> um, like, you know, it's it's not a goal. If, if it's if all the goals you can see the clear to-do list on how to get there. I mean, yeah, if you can see the list on how to, do, to get there, then it's a to-do list. It's not a goal list. Right. And that's just like 
that's not the same thing. Right. <laughs> so we had goals like goals for like our physical selves, whether it's like, you know, getting into a certain kind of shape or finding a signature scent or improving our wardrobe. And then like goals, uh, like career goals, like my primary career goal, which I have no idea how to get there, was to be by the end of the year, like full-time Full-time creative, creative person. person. Mm-hmm. So I uh, still don't know how I'll get there, but we, you know, we have four months. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, what and else? it's not like things haven't happened towards that in like a more oblique right. way. Like, I'm I not think, worried about it. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I think that the, you've been building that sort of part of your skill set a lot this year and yeah. stuff. And, um, uh, mine, some of mine were around, um, like how I carry myself. Mm-hmm. So like stage presentation and, um, at work presentation and yep. like social presentation. Yeah. This is a good one. Cause I think you took, you were taking and you took a, a burlesque class to kind of, yeah. Which we talked about, yeah. um, on a previous So that was part of the one of the, like part of this larger, how to get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like our writing class that we mm-hmm. took uh, the summer was or spring was mm-hmm. definitely towards that also, yep. um, which also had the double whammy of like building that create like using a creative part of our brain that we'd never used before, having to share our work in a like public mm-hmm. forum, like all those things. So um, I did recently get my signature scent though, so that's yes. exciting, a small Congratulations. one. Congratulations! But it really that one it actually felt really really good the whole yeah experience <laughs> well one of mine was to travel to a place i'd never been before this year um did that in february went to mexico and you're gonna do it again gonna September. do it again yeah. in portugal um so yeah our goals like kind of run the gamut from maybe easily easier to achieve to like yeah but said, and i think the the uh, the check-in is it has been like a really critical part of it to just kind of celebrate the like what has happened because yeah. I think it's really easy to discount the things that have that you've done yeah as not being like all that big of a deal until you actually because you've written down what you want to achieve but then to actually sit down and write down or reflect on what you've you've actually done and accomplished and I think what made our what what's made it successful so far is we are our goals written down are very specific so it's not just like I want to like like for physically like i want to have like five more pounds of muscle Mm -hmm. but it's like a specific number not just like i want to like be be in better shape fit yeah yeah and the more specific the better for sure yeah and then it's like how am i gonna get there well then i have to do this with my diet and this with like my gym well the scariest part about the, the specificity of it is um the possibility that you might not achieve that exact number like that was always my fear in putting like a specific number to something or like making it that like focused is then that opens up the danger that you might not actually do it Mm -hmm. whereas it's like the tendency i think is to soften your the cushion by being like oh i just want to be like more fit right so then if you did anything that means you did anything Right, right right and it becomes really hard to actually measure like if you did anything at all right like you because but i think that tendency is to like to give your want to give yourself credit um for stuff and uh but i think so i was really terrified to make that specificity but i think the 
the converse is actually true where making it more specific actually helps you see like how much you've done yeah um so yeah it does definitely open up the possibility that you don't need it which has been the case for um for some of my for some of my goals i feel like i'm you know it's like oh i'm i'm falling short or like i'm or i might not make that this year or might not do that this year um but that's a good thing in and of itself too because it's like well why did that happen did i not work hard enough or was the goal not right or you know like Mm -hmm. or what excuses am i making exactly what excuses am i making that i that i can but we've also seen that like at the check-in yeah that we've also seen the check-ins that uh you know you 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 have front of mind one goal that and it's always the goal that you're not feel like you're not meeting but the beauty of having written down a list of seven or eight goals of the year is that when you look at all of them, you realize that, oh, on the way, because I've been, I've been fixated on this one goal that I haven't met. And, and meanwhile, I've actually like checked off all of these other things. And if I haven't actually met the ultimate goal, all the other like little bullet points below it, I've like checked off a lot of those. So I might actually, I actually am like there's progress there's progress and it's 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 funny also how much it's been like sort of a -a whack-a-mole thing not really that's not the right the right it sort of is but like you know certain things from month to month or even like day to day Mm -hmm. you can't like if we we had maybe eight or nine each or something like that Mm -hmm. um which i think is actually a good number yeah it's a lot but it's not an overwhelming number um but like from day to day or from month to month your focus is, is can't be on all eight, all eight of those simultaneously. Right. So it's a sort of this influx thing where like certain things get more of your energy and and focus like uh, depending on on the time. Yeah. So we have about a, we have another month to go in quarter three. Yeah. But everybody, let's start thinking about twenty eighteen. Yeah. Goals. Well, that's the thing is that like I think once we get to quarter four, we're gonna start have to start thinking about what's next for the yeah, what are your year. physical goals what are your emotional goals yeah. what are your career goals yeah i'm all in on this process i, I love it 